0: What up yo, it's your boy Rocky Montgomery Welcome back to the Way of the Fat Dragon Podcast Um, Last episode We recapped the last Dance episodes 1 through 4 With my brother Cyrus, shout out to him Thank you for coming on, he's going to be a regular Guest on here From time to time, we can catch up My dog got a 3 hour time difference But on this episode I'm going to do this one solo We're going to talk about Hong Kong cinema Now It's going to be a long series of events. So I'm gonna break this down hour by hour. And right now, before we get into anybody, we're gonna talk about the introduction to Hong Kong cinema. Now, just like any other kid coming up in the 70s, 80s and 90s, on Saturdays, you were able to watch classic kung fu movies from different movie studios. Some generic, some very strong studios. But the two big giants back in the 70s and 60s and the 80s were Golden Harvest, ran by Raymond Chow, and Shaw Brothers Studios, ran by Run Run Shaw and Run Mead Shaw, two brothers that would later on drop classic martial art movies that will be later sampled in hip-hop history, even referenced in today's pop culture. Shaw Brothers Studios gave us the Five Deadly Venoms, 36 Chambers of Shaolin, Heroes of the East. They gave us classic heroes like Gordon Liu, La Carlong. They gave us the Venom Mob, which I will break down, Later on down this line, we'll continue to talk about this topic. The venom Mob, man, those guys were special. But right now, we're just going to talk about the love of the martial arts. My love for martial arts started when I was five years old. My father introduced me to a man that I still uphold and put in a legendary place to this day. Lee Jun Fan, better known as Bruce Lee, born 1940, November twenty seventh in San Francisco, and would later die July 20th, 1973, at the young age of 32. Bruce Lee was a very, very critical, very, very critical part in my childhood, and even to who I am today. He's the reason why I practice martial arts, He's the reason why I teach martial arts. He's the reason why I add a lot of martial arts philosophies in my life. The first film I ever seen from Bruce Lee was, I'm pretty sure, everybody's cult classic favorite film from him. It was called Fist of Fury, better known as Chinese Connection. That's how I was introduced to it, as Chinese Connection. Now, we will later discuss... The reason why a lot of his movies got renamed due to international distribution, different countries messing up names and different titles. But right now, we're just going to talk about his influence on my life. I was born November 27, nineteen ninety. That's one thing that just was a super parallel for me coming up as a kid. Like, I got the same birthday as Bruce Lee? Shit, can't nobody tell me nothing. I would later go on to (laughs) rock the sweatpants with the white socks. (laughs) You know, go get the little Kmart or Walmart little house shoes. Walk around the house kicking everything. Getting whoopings in the process because I'm breaking a lot of shit in the house. But... I would remember trying to mimic him and even defending some of my students, like some of my classmates coming up from kindergarten all the way up to senior year in high school. The fearless attitude to face anything with determination and plan to conquer it was always my philosophy in life. I'm not going to be standing at the side or waiting behind something. no 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 I'm going to come get it and I'm going to get it out the way fast. I'm going to do what I got to do, move on to the next topic and I'm never going to quit. I'm never going to get down on myself because that's what i seen from him and Chai's Connection. Even when all odds was placed in his face, he still made sure he cleared the dojo, got revenge for his teacher and even in the face of death, he still, still strong and gave us that classic, famous, Jump at the camera scene. Bruce Lee was very legendary and he was a very, very major part of my childhood and even life to this day. I have Bruce Lee pictures all around the wall in my room, in in the house. Um, I got Bruce Lee shirts, Bruce Lee socks, Bruce Lee books. I got Bruce Lee nunchucks. I have Bruce Lee action figures. Even even got the Bruce Lee movies when it wasn't even him. It was like Bruce Bloitation, Bruce Live, Bruce Chair, Bruce T, um, Bruce Ty, Dragon Lee, Bruce Love. You know what I'm saying? It's just Bruce Long. Like all of these guys used a Bruce name and I was still so attached to it, not even knowing as a kid. Just as long as it say Bruce. I'm grabbing it. Bruce's Fist of Revenge. Bruce's Fist of Shaolin. Bruce Strikes Back from the Grave. Bruce Lee, his last days, last nights. Um, um, The young Bruce Lee. Uh, The Bruce Lee, the man in the myth. Anything that was attached to Bruce Lee, I was grabbing it back then. I was about eight years old when I finally realized that Bruce Lee was gone. And he wasn't coming back. And I think... Once I found out that he died, my love for the martial arts grew even deeper because I'm starting to realize it's more to it than just Bruce Lee into the Shaw the studio. But right now, before we get into that, we're going to talk about the Kung Fu movie Mount Rushmore. Let's get it, y'all. The fascination with the martial arts just doesn't stop with Bruce Lee. You have other people that actually came behind him that paved the way for the new generation of martial artists today. You have people like Jackie Chan, who came behind Bruce Lee, but was molded in Bruce Lee's light in a direction he really didn't even see himself going. They started to have Jackie Chan be a member of the Bruce Bruceploitation cult. Which was very very wrong because he didn't fit the the bowl, excuse me, he didn't fit the build or the mold of Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee was a very serious character, carried himself very seriously to the point where he would hit someone, pose with his fist out, stand there strong, very charismatic. While Jackie Chan took that and ran with it for a little bit because he has one of my favorite movies of all time. That's arguably in the top 15 In my list Of martial arts movies And that movie is called Dragon Fist Jackie Chan was on point He wasn't playing no games It wasn't I'm going to get a hit And I'm going to scream on my eye. I'm going to be like I'm hurt I'm hitting I'm moving I'm flipping Getting on to the next target He was a killer in that movie A pure killer Dragon Fist And you know me You know me personally You ever had a conversation with me And Jackie Chan was brought up And the first thing you say is Rumble in the Bronx. I'm like, nah, bruh. Or you say Drunken Master 1 or 2? Nah, bruh. I'm going to need you to sit down and go back and look at Dragon Fist, man. That movie was mad ill. You know? And then he came back with... Once he got out of that mold with Dragon Fist and taking himself too seriously, he became the Charlie Chaplin of martial arts that he said he wanted to be. But he was a very, very serious stuntman, you know? You can't... That's one thing you can't take credit from with Jackie Chan. I see a lot of people try to take credit with Jackie Chan saying he wasn't a real martial artist and this and this and that. He didn't do his own stunts. That don't matter, dog. Jackie Chan. Nah, he, he did do his own stunts. He didn't do his own fighting. He know he ain't really no martial arts like that. He couldn't really fight. It don't matter, man. The things that dude, dude did on camera was amazing, man. Jackie Chan was jumping off helicopters and jumping off buses and jumping off hot air balloons and parachuting down and breaking bones and breaking limbs and sacrificing his own life for this martial arts culture to give us kids things of wonder to pass down to our kids and they can pass down to their kids for future generations. It may look like that man was just doing a stunt, but to me, he was putting his life on the line and creating art. And that's something you can never take away from Jackie Chan. You know, coming up under Sammo Hong and Yuen Biao and all of the other little fortunes. Man, them dudes were serious, man. Doing a Chinese opera, the red trousers, learning how to do all those flips and stuff like that. Man, That takes years. The kids is dedicating. Them dudes is dedicating their lives to that since they was like four or five years old up to the point where they are now. That just goes to show you that hard work and dedication can transcend into anything, dog. You just got to put your mind to it and want it bad enough. It's going to hurt. You're going to be in pain. It's going to be days when you ain't going to want to do it. But you just got to remember you got to get up and do it, man. And that's all the philosophy I learned later on in life. You know, I wish I would have learned that back as a kid, but my stubbornness. And my pride, not even pride, because there's nothing wrong with being prideful, but my stubbornness to the point where can't nobody tell me shit. That's kind of the reason why I'm sitting here now talking to you during this podcast, because even now, can't nobody tell me shit. I'm starting to create and carve my own lane, focusing and doing what I love, just like those martial artists back then in that time. So Jackie Chan, yes. He's definitely going up there on the martial arts, Mount Rushmore, as being one of the greats right next to Bruce Lee. Without a doubt. I mean, the man gave us police stories. The man gave us prisoners. The man gave us the big battle. You know what I'm saying? This is before I am even getting to the 90s with all the stuff he did in the 90s. The man gave us fearless hyena. You know? Dragon Fist, the man gave us classic stunts in Operation Condor, City Hunter, you know what I mean, Dragons Forever, you know, that's just little stuff, I mean, I'm just, Meals on Wheels, you know what I'm saying, you know what I mean, Wheels on meals. the man gave us classic movies, dog. that you could go back and look at and be like, wow, Jackie Chan really used to get it in, undoubtedly. So I need people to calm down With the Jackie Chan slander And according to Michael John White Jackie Chan ain't no bullshitter And I agree with that If you look at the movements and shit like that Jackie Chan was really getting it in People just get it misconstrued Because when he get hit He be hurting and ah And laughing and all that And crying in pain But that's just for the movies dog People can't Take Jackie Chan for granted. I'm even watching these new kids now starting to fall in love with Jackie Chan after the movie *The Foreigner*. And every time they ask me, like, "Yo, Rock Man, what you, how you feel?" I'm like, "Go back, go back. Start where I started with Dragon Fist. I got Dragon Fist out of the middle of a Walmart on cassette. I mean VHS because I thought that was a Bruce Lee movie because that's how the cover looked." Jackie Chan had this long flowing shag Just like Bruce Lee had So I'm thinking Yo that's Bruce Lee on that Wrong, clicked it in, put it in I'm Like, Yo what is this man, what did I just grab off this aisle Be being 8, 9 years old My mom gave me whatever I wanted to get Because she saw how much I was in love with martial arts She grabbed it for your boy anyway And I put it in I was like yo This looked like the dude from Rush Hour <laughs> little old me turns out Rush Hour just came to the bottom of the list for my favorite Jackie Chan movies Dragon Fist at the top everything under that signed, sealed, and delivered now the next man on the Mount Rushmore right next to Jackie Chan will have to be the martial artist named Lu Zhan Li AKA Jet Li Which happens to be the most Decorated martial artist On this list Hailing from Beijing My man was on The National Wushu Beijing team Where he Began a long Legendary career Getting gold medals In every single competition Hand-to-hand combat forms, weapons, weapons forms, weapons competition. That man, Jet Li, was really about his business. And this happens to be the most recognized man in most 90s kids' lives. Because of what we've seen coming up in the 2000s from Jet Li. No stunts needed. Just pure Wushu art. The man played in a lot of legendary martial arts films. My my personal favorite happens to be the movie called Black Mass. See I'm over here stuttering because I'm getting so excited talking about Black Mass. Flashback to 1998 from your boy. My mom was at work. Dad at work. At the crib by myself one weekend. This movie called Black Mashes came out. See this dude dressed up like Kato from Bruce Lee and the Green Hornet. I'm like, oh yeah, it's it's okay. So maybe they're building off Bruce Lee. Which in terms. Helped me realize that. Jet Li gave it up for Bruce Lee a lot, bruh. He gave us Fist of the Legend. And he gave us. You know, he gave us black Mass. Fist of the legend was when he played um, the Bruce Lee character from Chinese Connection called Chen Jin, which will later be reprised by another martial artist that I hold high up on this list. We might have to rearrange this list. We might have to put the next martial artist next to Bruce Lee for what he's done and how he changed the scope of Hong Kong cinema by adding mixed martial arts into it. But right now, we're talking about Jet Li. Let's go back to Jet Li, man. Don't let me get off topic, because I go on and on for days about this. But Jet Li, man, he gave us weapons for him, you know what I'm saying? Because Bruce Lee was cool with weapons. He get classic nunchucks, you know what I mean? He gave us the bow staff a couple times. He gave us the scream of sticks, you know, which I later on plan to see I saw pictures of Bruce Lee working with Shaw Brothers, getting ready to come up with a classic ancient martial arts movie where he had weapons in his hands beside nunchucks. He had a couple spears. He had a couple of swords. He had a couple of little small knives. He had an axe in his hand, you know, but we, you know, that's 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 a, that's for another topic when we talk about the golden harvest and Shaw Brothers battle. But Jet Lee gave us pure weapons for him. He was doing stuff with weapons man kids would be trying in the crib, busting yourself in the back of the head with, you know. And on top of that, he was improvising. You know, he was used. I saw him in one movie, man, where um, it was called The Defender, I think. And the man had two big ass monkey wrenches in his hand, using them as a like scream of sticks, tearing this dude up. You know, he uh, he gave us the fire hose and Romeo must die. Which is a classic to me. I wanted to go see that movie in the theaters with my pops. And man, 10-11 years old, seeing Jelly in a lid, whooping ass, I was mesmerized. But the black mass, man, go back going back to the black mass story. <laughs> this is all over the place. I'm freestyling this. Forget structure, man, when you speak it from the heart. But my mom and dad was at work one weekend, right? Got direct TV, is when satellite dish TV was popping back in 98, 99. You know, it was popping. So I called my mom, like, yo, mom, do you have it's asking for something called credit card information. Do you have your credit card information on this? She's like, Yeah, what the fuck you trying to buy? I said, Mom, I'm just trying to get this little, you know, I'm just trying to buy this little DVD. Not DVD, I'm just trying to buy this little movie called Black Mass. It has this dude named Jet Li in it. You know, we just watched him in Lethal Weapon 4. So, you know, it's a kung fu movie. Alright, whatever, just go ahead and buy it. So cool. I try to go and buy it, right? My ass decides to buy the movie five times in a row. So not only... Did I charge my mom card $8.99 the first time to rent it? When it went off, it didn't play again. So I got to watch this shit again. So me being a little naive ass kid, I bought it again. Boop. Bought it again. Boop. Bought it again. Boop. Bought it again. Boop. By By that time, I done watched this movie like five, eight times already. I'm burnt out. Late night. My mama, you still watching this movie? She not even paying attention to the fact that I done bought the movie like eight, nine times with her card. Yeah, mine's a real good movie. I'm still watching it. My naive ass don't even know how credit cards and purchases work at eight, nine years old. I'm just buying the movie over and over again. She's like, all right, well, you know, I'm up too late. You watch that shit. Finish. Go take a bath. You know, go to sleep. All right, cool. So... <laughs> The direct TV bill comes. All I hear my mom say in the dining room is, John, what the fuck? My dad, what was what, going on? What? What? Look at this shit. And I guess the purchases popped up with me buying a black mask eight to nine times. All I heard what my dad would say was, Oh hell no. Damn, get your motherfucking ass in this room. I knew I was gonna get a whooping. I just knew I was gonna get my ass whooped. And you know what was crazy? I didn't get a whooping. I was on TV restriction for a month and a half and I heard my mom every day fighting that damn, disputing that damn charge to her car eight to nine times telling them I was an eight, nine year old kid. And yeah, turns out ain't no love in the heart of the city. My mom had to pay that shit eventually. But what they did was they let her work out a payment plan because the charges up, man, <laughs> I was a wild boy for that movie. But that just goes to show you, I had to see that Jet Li movie, you know, and I had to just follow that man's career from the time he dropped uh, Jet Li's The Enforcer, a.k.a. My Father's a Hero, man, uh, the Feng Sai Yuk chapters, man, uh, the, uh, who was that, Wong Fei Hung when he did a Once Upon a Time in China. Man, like yo, Jack, Jet Lee, man, he set the president of what these young kids is doing now with the weapons and how they moving and the uh, the wire arts and all that. Because Jackie Chan was doing all his stunts, but Jet Lee had supposedly had knee issues, so he was doing all his stunts with wires. But he set the president of what we see now in the wire arts, the flying martial artists and all that. He made that popular over here in the U.S. because back then they was doing it. They was doing that in the 70s and 80s, flying and all that, but when he came over here and did that with the with the um Sai Yuk and Legend of the Red Dragon, uh the Once Upon a Time in China series and all that, with the weapon Four Black Mask, uh Fearless. Man, when he played Ho Yan Jia, another tie to the Chinese Connection story cuz Ho Yan Jia was Chen Zhen's teacher from Chinese Connection, like, man, One thing I can say about Jet Li is that dude did give us some classic movies, undoubtedly. And for that, that man deserves to be on a Hong Kong movie, Mount Rushmore. All right, man. And for the fourth person to be put on the Hong Kong cinema, Mount Rushmore, would have to be. None other than the boy, Donnie Yen, hands down. I mean, yo, look. I'm going to give you all a brief backstory on when I first found out who Donnie Yen was. Um, The year was 2000. 10 years old. They previewing this movie called Iron Monkey all on the TV, all on the radio. So I'm like, yo, pops. It's a new Kung Fu movie coming out, and it's going to the theaters. Only thing is, I heard that we might have to read the subtitles. Subtitles? What the fuck? You want to go to a Kung Fu movie and read? I just I want to see them fighting, son. Shit, me too, Pop. I didn't say shit, me too. I'm like, me too, Pop. But I just want to see the movie. <laughs> he said, "All right, man. Cool. We can. We'll go. We'll, we'll watch it, man. We watch subtitles. We'll get it in. I'll take you." So Saturday comes. I'm hyped. Dressed like a motherfucker. Pops tell me, hey, look. Movie start at 11.30, 12 o'clock. So we're going to get there at 11. Get the snacks. Get the seats. Post up. All right, cool. Bam. Now, my pops was smooth with sneaking food in the theater, right? Smooth with it. This Chinese food spot right next door to the movie theater. Pops like, yo, look. We got here early. The movie don't start till 12. What we're going to do is we're going to order some food. All right? Bam. Then we're just going to walk up in there. We're going to get some drinks. I'm going to have a fool underneath my coat. Son, keep the money in your pocket. Walk up to the counter, pay for it, grab the drinks. We're going to slide in. All right, cool. Now, this is 2000. This is when we was in New Jersey. We went to the Defford Mall. The Defford Mall used to have a the movie theater there. Man, yo, look, check it. It was cold outside, so my pops had the right idea. We're bringing a jacket. Yeah you know I mean we slid the food up underneath the jacket bow went in there I paid for the drinks now we walk into the movie theater Pops like alright cool 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 sit down the these like now nah, remember this the combos came with the drinks the combos came with the meal so with the meal came with a drink so you either got the option to drink your drink right now or you can drink your little small soda and then work your way to your big drink I don't need you going in and out of here you're gonna miss the movie I don't want you going back and forth to the bathroom all right, cool, pop. I'ma drink the. Uh, I'ma drink the small can soda. He's like, all right, cool. Wait for the lights to go down, then we gonna slide all this out of my jacket. Cool, bam. Lights go out. Previews come on. Now the movie start. I hear some. We hear somebody way in the back saying, Yo, man. Yo, what the fuck? Yo, man, it smell like fucking Chinese food in here. Me and my dad bust out laughing. Yeah, this smell good as hell, man. I'm gonna get some Chinese food after this, man. man, the Chinese food next door is popping. Not even knowing we sitting like. Four or five rows ahead of them with a full course damn Chinese food meal. Egg rolls, chicken fried, pork fried rice, the whole nine. General Soul Chicken, the whole nine. We posted about to watch this movie. That's what me and my pop used to do, man. He used to tell me stories about him watching Kung Fu movies in the 80s, right? Him and his roommates when he was playing college ball. He watched Kung Fu movies in the 80s with his roommates. And my mom would be there. And everybody would be chilling eating a whole big old thing of, like Chinese rice, just chilling, just watching the movie, just relaxing. So he continued that tradition with me. And one day, hopefully, I plan on continuing the tradition with my child. I, I just ain't got good with sneaking food in the movies. But um, fast forward the movie plan, right? Donnie Yen is in this movie called Iron Monkey. Been dying to see this shit. He plays his character called Wong Ki Ying. Wong Ki Ying happens to be Wong Fei Hong's father in real life. So, the character that Donnie Yen is playing is the father to the character that Jet Li played a few years earlier in Once Upon a Time in China. It's crazy how all these kung fu movies intertwine with each other, right? Bam, so check it. Donnie Yen does this incredible-ass move called the shadowless kick. It's when you kick a motherfucker like 50 times within like 5 to 10 seconds. And leave the footprints on him. Yo, when he did that, Instantly, I became a Donnie Yen fan. Now, we leave the movie, I'm sitting there talking my dad's head off about it, like, yo, Pops, we got to go to the mall. I got to go to FYE. I got to go to Sam Goody. I got to go to Best, Guy, Best Buy. I got to find any kind of martial arts movie, tape, DVD that got this dude Donnie Yen in it. This dude is the truth, Pop. So, like, all right, cool, so We go to the mall. So, man, yo, my homework begins on Donnie Yen we in the movie section. I'm looking for him, looking for him, looking for him. Scrolling through. I see like four or five movies. I see this movie called Tiger Cage. I see this movie called In In the Line of Duty. I see this movie called, uh, what was it called? I think Outlander. He was in that. But he had a brief cameo appearance. Um, I see this movie called Drunken Tai Chi. And I see this movie... Called, what was that joint called? Man? I don't know, but it's in my head though. I grabbed yeah, it, it was, I knew what it was exactly. It was um, Donnie Yen's Fist of Fury. Okay, cool. So it's a DVD compilation, it's three DVDs. It's part one and two, Swarm Revenge, and the last one is just called Fist of Fury. I right, grabbed those. I was like, all right, man, you know, he did a Fist of Fury. I'm going to check it out. Put it in. Hated that shit. Right then, I'm like, yo, man, like 10 years old me, big Bruce Lee fanatic. Man, yo, what this dude doing, man? Yo, he out here trying to beat Bruce Lee, man. We already had enough of those. Bruce Lye, Dragon Lee's and all that. Create your own lane, man. You know what I mean? I I don't even watch no more of this, man. Put it to the side. I right, get out of here. Fast forward four years later. Moving down to Greenville, Mississippi. Get down to Greenville, Mississippi. At the time, we moved down there. All we had was TVs, PlayStation 2s. No cable. Bam. I ain't want cable in my room. I don't need it. I got all these DVDs, Kung Fu DVDs. I'm mad I'm even down here in Mississippi. I don't want no cable in my room. So, man, from a, let's see. I got down there around like January 10th, 2005. So from January 10th, all the way to August, about seven months in between I would say I watched about 100 Kung Fu movies, from DVD to VHS. And around July, where I used to go on this wild-ass Bruce Lee spree every July. I watch all Bruce Lee movies. The whole July 20th, the whole day, is all Bruce Lee. From the video games to – I'm in a T-shirt all day. I'm watching Chinese Connection, Big Boss, Way of the Dragon, End of the Dragon – some parts of Game of Death I can tolerate because you know it was two different versions of Game of Death, but we'll talk about that on a later note. So I'm like, yo, let me get this dude done again. A chance, man. I'm older now. Mentality changed. I'm accepting that there can only be one Bruce Lee, and I'm my mind is growing because I'm understanding that, you know, they can only do so much with what they had with the Bruce exploitation. They was just trying. to Everybody was trying to make a name and make a buck off my dog name. So back then I was mad and jealous and all I hated that shit. But now I'm old and I understand it. So I start to put all the Donnie Yen movies in. I started back in with uh Iron Monkey. You know, and at this time he's coming out with movies like <sighs> Sha Kill Zone, you know, he he working on different movies. He got a whole bunch of movies in the cut. You know, I went back and watched uh Once Upon a Time in um in China and shit and I seen he did that joint. You know, then um I came back. I saw, I remember he was in Blade 2. You know, I didn't get that movie no chance. Then um I watched Hero. He battled it out with um, he battled it out with Jet Li in that joint. You know? Then as time went on, I'm like, yo, this dude was he low-key was nasty, man. I'm watching Dragon Tiger Gate, you know what I mean? Like Dragon Inn. You know, I'm watching he he was in uh the Wing Chun movie with Michelle Yo. I'm like, yo, this dude was dope. And fast forward about another year or two, 2007, Uh, this movie called Flashpoint comes out. And this movie instantly made me a Donnie Yen fan. The man is starting to integrate... Mixed martial arts moves, like grappling moves, into the kung fu moves. Before it was all about stand up, boop, 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 boop. You know what I mean? A lot of the hand, it was hand in hand combat, standing up. Nothing was going to the ground. No going for the shoot. You know what I'm saying? No putting nobody in a triangle ankle lock. You know what I mean? Not, not putting nobody in a, um in a guillotine hole. You know what I mean? No no none of the, none of the headlocks, none of that. No 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 hip grabs. No 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 suplexes and all that. But Donnie Yen started to do that. And I'm like, yo, this dude, he's on to something because he might be revolutionizing how people fight on screen. And from then, two years later, dog, this is everybody's favorite Kung Fu movie. This is why I will put this man right next to Bruce Lee because what he did to Kung Fu, what he did for Kung Fu in the United States, he put it on a a pedestal. 2009 comes around. I'm going to start by saying this. Wing Chun, Ip Man, that was the game changer. He already showed love to Bruce Lee. You feel me? Like He already gave us, you know, certain like in a line of duty one through four when he fighting like Bruce, he, he moving fluid. You know what I mean? He gave us Dragon Tiger Gate. You know what I'm saying? He gave us Dragon Man. He gave us Flashpoint. You know, he gave us... Chapoleon kills on, you know. He gave us m- movies where he's not fighting in no set style. He moving like he doing jiu jitsu. Do. I'm like, yo, he giving it up. But for him to put a stamp of approval on the man that taught Bruce Lee and show that to the world, it man, yo, you got people now thinking that the face of Donnie Yen is it man. His international success is just. Hands down amazing man To the point where he got one of my favorite Fucking fighting scenes ever In Ip Man 3 When he fighting the Muay Thai fighter In the elevator and backwards down the stairs Showing how you display the four gates of Wing Chun It ain't about just fighting in the movie This man is actually Coming up and Showing scenes and Showing techniques of Wing Chun And got everybody around the world Studying Wing Chun You know Like, he putting a a presence on the old school martial art that was very slept on. You got people trying Wing Chun tactics in MMA fights. You know, you got people trying Wing Chun tactics in street fights. That's not really successful because you have to train your Wing Chun abilities. You can't just watch Ip Man one day and get out there and... Try to block with your bows and capture and trap and all that and lopsails and out You can't nah, you can't uh-uh. Bougies and lopsails and bongsails. You can't nah, man. It takes years of practice. And for that, dog, Donnie Yen put, it, put the world on, man. You know, he gave it up to Bruce Lee with Legend of the Fist. You know, when he went back and was Chen Jin, But then he actually gave it up to Jet Li because he put on the Kato mask. He put on the Kato mask Jet Li had on a black mask. So not only did he give it up to Jet Li. And he gave it up to Bruce Lee in one movie. You know. The man worked with great martial artists man. And it's just undeniable what he did for this culture. Even to the point where people are starting to recognize him in the new Triple X. You know what I'm saying. Xander Cage. Now people watching him in. Star Wars Rogue One like the dude he put he put in the work he put in the time he built his legacy and it's undeniable that he deserves a seat at the Hong Kong cinema Mount Rushmore that's a fact if you got the chance to man go back and watch all of the Ip Man's one through four all tearjerkers all great movies you got the chance to go back and watch Jet Li Once upon a time in China, one through three. Watch the black mass. Watch the defender. Watch the enforcer. Watch Romeo must die. You got the chance to. Go back. Watch Jackie Chan and Rush Hour one through three. Watch Dragon Fist. Watch the police stories one through three. Watch Operation Condor. You know what I'm saying? Watch Dragons forever. Watch Rumble in the Bronx. Drunken Master 1 and 2. I may have repeated myself, but it don't matter. I'm just reiterating it. You know? Go back. Watch the Green Hornet TV series. Watch Fist of Fury, the Big Boss, Where the Dragon, Enter the Dragon. Watch Game of Death 1972 version on YouTube. Go back and watch, man. And just see how all four of the people I just named would create legacy they would create an art that would mesmerize kids all around the world even to this day with the little young boy Ryusei over there in Japan studying and mimicking Bruce Lee he the little boy got the little yellow jumpsuit on with the nunchucks on, on, on Asia's Got Talent he all over tv he about to start doing movies soon like he on youtube just, just watch, man. Just see how all four of the people I just named impacted this martial arts community, this martial arts world. You know, it's gonna get deep. It's gonna get deeper than that. This is just episode one. This is the Hong Kong movie Mount Rushmore, the four gates, the four greats. The and all of the gates you gotta go through one, two, three, and four, and understand why and what came behind that. And how they impacted the world. This is just part one man. We're going to do part two tomorrow. Called the two giants. Golden Harvest. And Sharp Brothers Studios. My name is Rocky Montgomery. This is the Way of the Fat Dragon Podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you out there. Giving me constructive criticism. Showing support. It really means the world to me. Y'all be easy out there man. Continue to watch, share, repost, give me constructive criticism, give me questions to talk about on the podcast. I will be bringing me and more of my friends on here to bring more content and share my thoughts with the world. Y'all be easy, man. I love each and every one of y'all. Good night. Like I said before, man, this is the Way of the Dragon Podcast. Thank you guys for viewing, taking your time out, reposting, giving me the inspiration to do this. I have a lot of thoughts in my head, a lot of categories and a lot of things to say. Very vocal on Facebook. So me doing this podcast is giving me a very good outlook and a very inspired chance to just speak my mind and get my thoughts out to y'all. You know, I really don't have... A lot of time in my day because I have a lot going on but I'm doing whatever I can to make sure I give you guys these episodes and keep you entertained this was episode two Hong Kong Cinema Mount Rushmore I appreciate every single one of you guys taking your your time out to view this repost share give me constructive criticism I appreciate that more content to come on the Way of the Fat Dragon podcast my name is Rocky Montgomery y'all take it easy until next time one love